Yeah, yeah. Welcome to episode 15 of the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Now, this episode, it's probably not going to be too long. I'm trying to get right into the shits this week, man. It's going to be the first week where I don't have one of my underrated artists, one of my top picks in music, because I want to spend some time this week talking about a Tatiana Jefferson. Now, I'm sure by now we have all heard of a Tatiana Jefferson and what has went down in Dallas in regards to this this black woman being killed in her own house well it wasn't her house but she was there watching her 8 year old nephew because her mother is sick and her mother was in the hospital and she ended up dead we gonna get into that a little bit later but first I wanna talk about Gina Rodriguez we're going to be talking about that this week. I'm going to give you a little power recap because, I mean, I know I cannot be the only one watching power. And as I'm watching power, I am so stressed the fuck out by just by how bad the writing has gotten. Now, probably about seasons one through three, I was glued to my seat. Every single episode, I was, I was, I had my ice cream. I had my food. I was sitting down, had power on DVR. I was ready for power. Power was top notch. Power was, whoo. It was the shit. But as the seasons went on, starting probably about two seasons ago, when Kanan was in the burning building, he came out, you know, the the whole building was engulfed in flames and Kanan came out unscathed. Aside from the fact that his hand was messed up. But this season, the writing and power has got so bad, man. So we're probably going to have a spoiler alert because I know some of y'all going to tune in and everybody doesn't watch the episodes at the same time. Everybody else watches them. But we're going to talk about power, Gina Rodriguez, and then we're going to dive a little bit into a Tatiana Jefferson and I guess now, should we even prepare ourselves for justice? Should we even still have hope that the criminal justice system can give this woman justice? Now, no matter what happens, of course, it does not bring her back. It does not bring her back around her friends and her family and everybody else who loved her. But justice justice would help soothe the hearts of those who cared about her so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna get back into gina rodriguez how do you feel about a puerto rican saying the word nigga now i understand when i get into this topic i'm sure i'm gonna get dms i'm sure i'm gonna get responses telling me to shut the fuck up because i understand it is 2019 and when you speak out on certain just topics that can be taken a certain way. Like if you don't agree with the masses and what everybody else is saying online, then they're going to come at your neck, but I'm prepared for it. I don't give a damn because I've been noticing a lot of nasty shit, man. It's like we pick and choose the people we want to be mad at based off how popular they are to our culture. 
if someone is more current and relevant and popular in regards to black culture, then we tend to give that person a pass or to not be as picky as opposed to someone such as Gina Rodriguez, who is not relevant to black culture. I mean, she is the lead actress on the TV show Jane the Virgin. Now, I've watched it before. It's not a bad show. But is Jane the Virgin, like, popular amongst black culture? It's not. So, of course, when she say the N-word, they're going to jump down her throat. As opposed to people like Cardi B, who uses the N-word continuously. And she is Hispanic. Fat Joe, he is one of my favorite rappers all time. He's from the Bronx. That's where I was born and raised. And those of y'all old enough, y'all know Fat Joe has had massive hits. Many, many, many hits that we still sing today. Timeless classics. But he also uses the N-word time after time after time after time again. Nobody said nothing. Nobody made it a big deal on certain Hispanics using the n-word but as as soon as someone who is not relevant to the culture uses the same word that these artists have been using for over a decade now it's the issue we taking a break and we coming back on lunchroom chatter this is episode 15 we That right there was Jane the Virgin actress, Gina Rodriguez, using the N-word as she sung along to the classic song by the Fugees. Now, I see a lot of people upset. I see a lot of people up in arms. How can a Puerto Rican use the word nigga? Now, let me say this now. Anybody. Well, I'm speaking for myself. Like on this topic, I know some of y'all. Y'all not going to agree with what I say, and that is 100 percent OK. Everything I say is not for everybody to agree with. I have my personal opinion. You have yours. But right now you're listening to my podcast. So this is how I feel now. I'm not really choosing sides on the issue because like I can kind of understand both parties opinions. But my issue is that me. I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. I grew up around blacks, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. Now, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans my whole life have said the word nigga. I'm not, not going to sit up here and act like they haven't. And anyone out there who has grew up around, especially those of my friends who listen to the podcast, who also are from the Bronx, you know, Nigga is a word that is in any Dominican and Puerto Ricans vocabulary. Now, should it or should it not be like that's that's a whole nother like a whole nother question. But my thing is that, as I said in the intro. Certain celebrities have used the word nigga time after time after time again especially Cardi B. 
if we have seen any of her, and I'm sure you have her Instagram rants or just her speaking in general, the word nigger is a part of her vocabulary. Fat Joe has said the word many, many, many times. Yet, when like when certain individuals say it, as I said, who are more relevant to the culture, it is okay. It is 100% okay. But as soon as someone who is not a part of the culture says these things, then there's massive, massive outrage on how can so-and-so even use such a word now speaking for myself because you know you have to say that now in this age of social media am i personally offended when puerto ricans or dominicans use the n-word no now when it comes to white people am i offended when they say that shit hell fucking yeah like if you're white, I don't care if you're saying, what's up, my nigga? And like you're saying it in the way we say it in terms of us being cordial towards one another. I don't like it. If you're white, do not say the word around me, period. Case closed. Now, if you're Puerto Rican or Dominican, I mean, I really don't care. And based off of what I've seen my whole life and what I'm seeing now on Instagram, the majority of people do not care that a Puerto Rican woman said the N-word. But like I said, people are only making it seem as if they care because, of course, like every single week, there's about four to five trending topics that people gravitate towards. This week has been a slow week, aside from the, the death that we'll talk about later of Tatiana Jefferson. So when this came out, I knew the masses were going to jump on the bandwagon. And what kind of shocked me, well, I'm not going to say I was shocked, but there are many people out there who I know personally, who I've grown up with in the projects in the Bronx. They were offended by this Puerto Rican woman saying the N-word. And that shocked me because I have been with them in person and these are my people. These are black people I'm talking about. I have been with them side by side in person in the projects as Puerto Ricans and Dominicans came up to us. Oh, what's up, my nigga? How you been, my nigga? And yet these people are laughing, greeting them with smiles and everything because they were not offended by the use of the N-word by someone Hispanic. But now fast forward 10 10 years to 2019 everybody's outraged now like i said whether you're offended or not that's that's up to you what i am not saying is that someone cannot be offended by the use well by in by the use of someone hispanic using the n-word if you are that is 100 okay i'm speaking for myself i am not offended but Something I spoke about on Instagram this morning was the fact that if you go to the shade room on Instagram, they're, you know, a massively popular black blog site on social media. They continue to post Justin Bieber 
every other week or at least about two to three times a week, you know, because we know that he recently he's gotten married. You know, he's undergone this whole, you know, change in his life or like whatever the fuck you want to put out on social media. You know, like a, a couple months ago, they was posting Justin Bieber in church you know, singing black gospel songs and everybody in the comments. Oh, you better sing it, boy. Oh, Justin Bieber. Oh, he got that soul. Y'all know how black people be in the comments. Well, anybody. Like even going back to Kanye West, where, you know, he said all that dumb shit last year about slavery. You know, he was pro Trump in the White House. You know, I love Trump. You know, Trump is my Superman and all this other bullshit he was speaking. You know, he was saying, well, let me play the shit, too. Let me play the video of what Kanye said last year before he was accepted back into the black community because right after he started doing this shit, I'm about to play. Everybody black came out. Oh, Kanye's canceled. He's talking about Kanye. He's talking about Donald Trump. He's, you know, he's pro Trump. He's singing Trump's praises. He's saying slavery was a choice. You know, fuck that. This nigga canceled. Yet. As soon as he was canceled, he realized, oh, to get black people back on my side, all I got to do is let me let me take these motherfuckers to church. Let me go remix some old shit, have my church service and sell sweaters with the word church on it for one hundred and fifty dollars. This nigga selling socks that got the word church for like fifty fucking dollars for one pair. Nigga, you can't even give me a set of four, nigga. This nigga is selling socks one pair for 50 fucking dollars. But this is some of the shit that Donald Trump, I mean, not Donald Trump. They are this fucking same that Kanye West said last year. Let me play it real quick. I love everyone, right? But the campaign, I'm with her, just didn't make me feel as a guy that didn't get to see my dad all the time. He is sitting in front of Donald Trump as he says this. This nigga said the make the make America great again hat is like a Superman cape for him because when it came to Hillary Clinton, her campaign slogan was I'm with her. That slogan didn't make Kanye West feel like someone who could pay who could play baseball with his son. But when he put on that that red make America great again hat, he felt like Superman nigga shut the fuck up. And right after that, he was canceled. Y'all know how people online be because black people are so powerful, but sometimes we misuse our power because we forget too fast because about a month or two after that, like I said, Kanye West, he started going to church. He started having his church service, which clearly didn't seem genuine. Even now, this past weekend, when he had his homecoming church service at Howard University, and he said some stupid shit like, you know, if they come back with slavery, can all black people still not stand in the same place this time? Motherfuckers ain't stand in the same place last time. But that's a whole nother story, man. And then even going back now, where I said this morning, I posted um, the old shit that's been out about Justin Bieber. Getting back to this white racist motherfucker. These videos came out years ago 
of Justin Bieber using the N-word. Everybody was mad for about a week and then we forgot about it. And then what's crazy to me is after this video came out, well, these two videos of him using the N-word, he was able to work with more black people in the industry than he did before these videos came out. Like I said, to me, it is selective outrage because we forgive people who are talented and people that we feel are relevant to our culture. Let me play these two videos. Real quick. Like I said, these videos are old. They came out years ago. People was outraged for about three to four days, maybe a week. And then anybody forgot about it and was sucking this nigga Justin Bieber dick again because the shade room, like I said, they post this nigga every fucking week. Oh, look at Justin Bieber's new picture with his wife. Oh, Justin Bieber's a grown man. He's looking good. Nigga, we don't give, well, I don't give a fuck. Let me pull up these two videos. I had them queued up. Look, this right here is the first video of Justin Bieber saying a racial joke. Let me play this shit. Do y'all hear that shit? Nigga said, why are black people afraid of chainsaws? You hear somebody in the back, don't say it. His, his reply to why black people are afraid of chainsaws is because of the sound it makes, which is what he said. Run, nigga, 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 nigga. Like that shit is fucking racist. Now, that's not the only one. As I said, these videos are old. Let me get into the shit, man. This right here is Justin Bieber using the N-word continuously while remixing one of his songs playfully. But this right here, this is not a fucking joke. Let me play this shit. One less lonely. One less lonely. One less lonely. There's gonna be one less. If I kill you, I'll be part of the KKK. There'll be one less lonely. That shit is fucking crazy. This nigga said, There'll be one less lonely nigga. There'll be one less lonely nigga. If I kill you, I'll be part of the KKK and there'll be one less lonely nigga. And like I said, these videos have came out years ago. Yet Justin Bieber is still accepted within our culture. Someone who is not Hispanic, someone who is white. Why the fuck am I still seeing this nigga all over my fucking black blogs when this shit came out years ago? Yet everybody is dragging in Hispanic woman for using the word nigga. All I'm saying is that if you are mad, that is okay. But keep the same fucking energy. Do not be selective in your outrage because someone who we don't care about, someone who is not relevant or someone who we don't see in our culture says the word. But yet all these fucking massive Hispanic artists that use the word nigga, we overlook it. We don't care. We have white people that use the word nigga that we accept because they are massive and they are relevant 
towards our culture. Stop that shit. Like I said, if you are mad at her for saying the N-word, that is okay. But channel up that fucking rage you have towards Gina and put it on some of these massive popular artists that we see 24-7 within our culture who are not black who continue to use the word. And that's all I'm going to say on this shit, man. We're taking a break. I got to pay some fucking bills, man. This is Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, episode 15. <laughs> man, welcome back to Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, man. Again, this is episode 15. Um, Before I start talking about Tatiana Jefferson, because, oh, man, I know talking about that is going to kill my mood. It's going, you know, put me in a somber mind state, maybe even depression, because these issues, they get to me. So let's talk about power real quick, man, because it's a lot of bullshit going on in power. Again, this is a spoiler alert for those of y'all who have not seen the recent episode of power. Just look, skip the fucking skip this shit. Okay, because. Oh, my fucking God. Have y'all been watching Power? Who the fuck is writing these fucking episodes? Because Lala died. Well, Keisha died this past fucking episode. And I um I don't give a shit, okay? And when I was watching Power, I was texting somebody. And like, I, I, like I'm trying to find out why the fuck are they giving this boy cash some fucking lines. This nigga is a fucking terrible actor. Now, I understand and I respect the fact that this young man is able to pursue his career at such, at such a young age. But this nigga cannot act. Every time this nigga speak, I be hoping Tommy put, take out his fucking gun and shoot this nigga in the fucking mouth. This nigga cannot act whatsoever. Oh, my God. But, um. Do y'all see the fucking dumb decisions time after time after time again? Now, Keisha dying, that shit was not surprising at all. <laughs> it just wasn't. Because if you go back to like four like four to five episodes ago with Tommy, he gave Keisha a way out. He said, Keisha, you have a son. You have cash to worry about. You should not be part of this life. And what the fuck did Keisha dumbass say? No, Tommy, I'm a ride or die for you. So magically, four episodes later, bow. She take a bullet to the fucking head. Nigga, duh. Nigga. What the fuck else was supposed to happen? Now, this season has already pissed me the fuck off. If y'all remember when, what the fuck this nigga, um, what the fuck was the lawyer's name? The fucking one. That got shot dead in Ghost's penthouse. Oh, Proctor. He got shot dead in Ghost's penthouse. Like, I'm not understanding. Because those of y'all who have seen that episode, which I'm sure is everybody by now, who is up to date with the show. Tommy showed up to Ghost's penthouse and shot at least 90 to 100 bullets in that penthouse. And... Those of y'all who live in New York City, there's no way, there is no way the police will not show up 
after someone shoots 90 to 100 bullets in a penthouse. He shot the glass out. You got glass falling from the building down to the ground. And when the police showed up, what they said? Oh, Proctor's been dead for hours. Someone called it in. Are you telling me that a grown man can shoot up a high-rise condo in midtown Manhattan? Nobody calls the cops for hours. Like, it's just like, it's so many plot holes that you can pick. Now, I understand it is a TV show. It is not conducive of real life. But some of the things just, it's just not making sense. It's just not. And then it's like, like they keep giving me storylines and plot lines that I should care about, but I just don't. It's like if Cash dies, nobody cares. When Raina died, man, niggas ain't even give a fuck. Raina, who, who cares, man? The bitch had no lines. She started having like lines in like the episode, maybe two to three episodes before she died. She started, you know, she started being able to speak more. Like I was not attached to someone who spoke for three episodes at length. And now you want to kill them and I'm supposed to be shocked. And like Tariq's storyline. Oh my. If this shit don't get no better. They're trying to turn Tariq into this, this up and coming kingpin. I don't know if that's for the, um. If that's due to the the spinoff that's coming out. Nobody cares, man. Like Tyreek does not give off the the persona in that 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 street mentality type aggression to where you can believe his character is going to be this massive kingpin who makes smart decisions. Even going back to a couple episodes ago where where he he broke into Tommy's warehouse and stole the drugs. And then he sold them. And then the guy he sold the drugs to wanted more. So then Tyreek put baby aspirin, baby aspirin inside the drug bottles, thinking that these professional drug dealers or whatever you want to call them, we're not going to find out that this were, these were not drugs. This was baby aspirin. You got to be kidding. You got to be kidding me, man. Oh, I'm just getting mad talking about it. So right now, I want to dive into. This is going to take up a nice little segment of a Tatiana Jefferson. Now, I was listening to D.L. Hughley and what he had to say on the case. And he hit everything right on the nail. So I'm going to play some of what D.L. Hughley said in regards to the recent death by the police of a Tatiana Jefferson. So we're going to take a quick, quick, quick break. I'm going to pull up the clip and we're going to dive into it. This is Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, episode 15. Let your friends know. You know, if you got to share the podcast, let your friends know to tune in. We coming back. We're going to dive deep. Some of y'all might not agree with everything I'm saying, but that is 100% okay. This podcast is, to, is for me to express my thoughts and also to open dialogue so we can come together as a unit and have grown, professional, mature discussions. Stay tuned. Love y'all. Welcome back to the Lunchroom Chat Podcast, man. Like I said um, throughout this show, I want to spend the rest of this episode talking about 
another senseless killing of a black civilian at the hands of the police. This time, we are talking about Tatiana Jefferson. Now, if it seems like I speak about these cases continuously since I started this podcast, which is only 15 episodes in, it's because I do. It seems as if every single week there's a black person killed at the hands of the police. And oftentimes people like to say, especially those who are not black, Hispanic, or just those who are not minorities, such as, well, let's keep it a hundred, such as white people. They oftentimes try to validate or come up with reasons as to why we are killed by police. First, they say, well, if you weren't a criminal, then the police wouldn't kill you. They often say things such as, well, if you were not committing a crime at the time the police found you, then you would not be dead. They also say when the police stop you, if you followed directions, then you would not be dead. Well, think about it. And then many times over the years, whether it be now with the current issues we have in regards to police brutality, or even going back a couple years ago to Philando, when he was shot dead by a police officer in the car with his girlfriend, I'm not sure if it was his wife. I don't fully remember what she was, but she was in the car. There was also a child in the back seat. This was a man who was a, who was a good civilian. He wasn't engaged in no criminal activity. He let the cop know who pulled him over. Look, I have a weapon. I have a license. He was reaching for his identification when he was shot dead. This is someone who went through all the steps to be quote unquote legal. He did not have an illegal firearm. Just everything he did was done properly. Yet he was still killed. And even more recently, speaking about Mr. Botham John, the, um, the previous young man that was killed in Dallas. If that wasn't senseless, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you. This man was in his house. I repeat, this man was in his house watching TV and eating ice cream. Eating ice cream and watching TV. Something some of you guys are doing right now as you listen to this podcast. Yet he still ended up dead. So to the white people who listen to this podcast, because I know y'all listening, I'll be checking my shit. A lot of y'all white people who listen to this podcast now, this is not me picking on every single one of you guys because every single white person is not racist. Every single white person does not pray for the downfall of African-Americans. Now, I am not naive to think that. But I was seeing some of the shit y'all be saying. 
Look, close your eyes right now. We're going to play a little game. I don't care if you black, white, Hispanic. If you are listening right now, close your eyes. Picture yourself after a long day of work. You are sitting down right now watching TV. Just keep your eyes closed. Do not open your eyes. You go into the kitchen, get you a nice bowl of ice cream. You walk. You sit back on the sofa. You're watching TV. Now, as you are watching TV, you hear somebody at your door. You know you are in for the night and there's nobody else who you are expecting to come inside your apartment. Yet you hear somebody fiddling at your door. Someone is trying to get in. Now, I am not sure if Mr. Botham John got up and opened the door because her key would not fit. And she kept attempting to get inside the apartment. So I'm not sure fully what happened in that in that regard. But the door ended up being opened. Now. The fucking door opened up. And this bitch did not have the right state of mind to notice that this shit was not her apartment. Now, going back to when I was a, a high school teen, um, I lived on the 21st floor in the projects. One time I got off on the 20th floor, the same apartment, the same apartment number, just right below mine's. I opened the door because, you know, my mother had the door open at that time because I, I had like I didn't have a key at that time. So she left the door open so I can get in. But this time I got off on the floor directly below me. That door was open when I turned the knob. I took one step inside the apartment and I said to myself, oh, shit. And I said that because the fucking apartment was not the same. I seen pictures up. I'm like, oh, this ain't me. Who the fuck is this Spanish motherfucker? I seen pictures up of people that was not myself. I seen the sofa in a different location. I seen the TV that was way bigger than what than, than what the fuck I had. Because we had a small box TV. This person had a nice flat screen. So what I'm saying is that when you walk into an apartment, no two apartments are alike. So at the time you go in, you know you are in the wrong fucking apartment. But like I said, just when you have your eyes closed, just picture you having a nice, relaxed moment because we know you go to work, you have a long day. When you get home, you want to relax. You want to eat something. You want to snack. You want to pull up your favorite TV show. You want to binge. You want to be comfortable. The last thing on your mind is somebody barging through your front door and shooting you to death in your living room. And this happens far too often, way too often. Now, this has been happening for decades, but like right now, it's it's getting fucking insane. You had a Tatiana Jefferson in her in her home with her eight year old nephew, and she ended up dead. Now, the shit that really gets me is the neighbor. Like, imagine how that neighbor must feel. And he said it. 
He said, I feel like shit. Because it was late at night, maybe about one or two in the morning. It was a hot day. So the family said, um, a Tatiana, she had the doors open because, you know, inside the house was, um, it was hot, but outside it was a cool day like that night. So they had the doors open so the cool air can come inside the house. But I mean, of course, the neighbor is not going to know that. So he look out his window. He see the that they had a, they had the, um, the front door open. So him thinking that something may be out of, you know, something just ain't sitting right. So he called the hotline to let them know, can somebody come and do a welfare check? Now, when you come and do a welfare check, you are checking to make sure whoever is inside is okay. That is the sole purpose of a welfare check. It is not coming, you know, four to five deep with your guns out. The neighbor did not say, you know, there's an armed robber inside the house with a gun. Can you go in there and, you know, do your shit? He said, the door is open. I want to make sure my neighbor is okay. Can you have somebody come by and check? So the fact that you have multiple cops, like, like the shit is baffling. The front door is open. So nobody thought to knock on the front door. Police. Is there anybody home? Police. Like, nobody thought to do that i'm sure had that been done and she heard police is anybody home we received the call from your neighbor and they would like to make sure you are okay because they seen the door open i'm sure she would have answered or, or the fucking child would have answered like you know if you got a child you know when somebody knock on the fucking door kids don't shut the fuck up they talk but they skipped the front door, crept in the grass, did not announce that they were police. Like picture yourself in your house and nobody is saying anything, but you hear people outside your window walking through grass at two to three o'clock in the morning. You are going to think the worst. So she went and she grabbed the gun. Now. Based on what I seen um, in the, the police body cam video, the blinds was closed. And like the lights wasn't bright, so I'm not sure what he's seen, but I know he's seen a small shadow. And the cop said, police, put your hands up. Bow! It was that quick. Like there was no time for, for someone to even respond. Police, put your hands up. Bow! Like, it was that quick to where someone could not even process what was just said or even have the time to reply before a bullet was fired. Now, someone who I look up, who I look up to and have been looking up to for years in regards to his political views is D.L. Hughley. So, I'm going to play some of what he said on his show which you guys can watch on TV one. This is a clip from a recent episode of DL Hughley's show 
again, which I said plays on TV one. You guys can check that out. Let me play it real quick. Another day, another uh, young black person loses their lives to the hands of the authorities. It's getting more and more difficult for people to justify these things. Tatiana was, by all accounts, uh, Tatiana Jefferson was, by all accounts, a great sister, uh, a, a great friend, a great daughter, uh, a great aunt. She was babysitting her nephew uh, early in the a.m. or hours while she had come to take care of her mother. Her mother was elderly. Now, there are some things that play out consistently when we see things like this. This young woman is at home doing everything we told her to do. She's everything we want you to be. She's educated. She's smart. She's caring. She's empathic. She loves her family. Everything. She was home babysitting a, a 28-year-old girl at home on the weekend lets you know what kind of sage woman she was. Now, of course, the neighbor uh, calls uh, the police on a non-emergency line because he was concerned about his elderly neighbor and the doors being open. Now, the first thing that let me know, well, this is this community is, is habitat for humanity, for uh, humanity. They build houses, right? One of the things that let me know right away is by how long it took the police to respond. It took them 15 minutes to respond. Was let you know right away those are people of color. Let you know right away. If you're a, a police chief and your response time is that high, you ain't a police chief anymore. So they came late. 15 minutes on a wellness check, even though it was a non-emergency, and they showed up in force, which is what you do when you go to neighborhoods of color. Then they walk past two doors that are open. Rather than identify themselves, one of them, a rookie cop, goes to the back, yells, let me see your hands without identifying herself, and she is dead now. Like, that shit is crazy. And then um, a couple days after, you know, the information that has been released. The, um, the police chief said he was going to be fired, but he chose to resign. He was charged with murder. And um, he was released on, I think, $200,000 bail. Like, that's the shit that pissed me off first and foremost. If you are charged with the murder, for example, let, like, let's flip it around on myself. If I'm charged with murder. Do you guys think I am getting bail? No. No. I'm being held in prison with no bail. There are people I grew up with in New York City who have been arrested on burglary charges, who have been held in Rikers Island on no bail. Yet this man is charged with the murder. And like that already lets me know the kind of shit that is about to play out which happens far too often now do i think this man is gonna get life in prison no and i hate that i feel that way but i'm going based off of everything that we have seen time after time after time after time again it seems as if there's somehow no justice because the, like the the criminal justice system it is set up for people in, the, in law enforcement to have all the kind of leeway to wiggle out of situations, no matter how bad the situation is. So in this case, what I'm going to do is like next episode, um, I'm probably going to do an update on this case, depending on the information that comes out in regards to, you know, what is fully going on with this cop. And just like seeing more and more what plays out because 
the same day this happened, when the police released um, the body cam video of the officer shooting a Tatiana Jefferson through the window, they also released an image of the gun, which I believe she had in the house because she thought whoever outside, you know, was a someone that was going to cause a harm to her and her nephew. And that right there is character assassination. Like when you release body cam video, but then alongside it, you release the video. Well, you know, hold up. There was a gun inside the house. So this cop maybe had a reason to shoot. Like that's the picture you are trying to paint in the public's mind already. To kind of already set the foundation. In regards to what your defense might be. But I feel like once this cop says, I feared for my life, I perceived the threat, which is what was said already. This officer perceived a threat. Like they're already setting up the foundation to let you know he going to get no time or he probably going to get a small amount. Like we've seen, like we've seen in the Botham John case where the bitch got 10 years, the bitch got a Bible and a hug from the fucking judge. Now I'm not judging the brother for hugging like that is within his his right or you know his way of healing to hug her but the judge now i don't care that the bitch was black the only reason she hugged amber geiger was because she was a cop that is the only reason that killer got hugged by the judge because judges you know lawyers police they all stick together that's the only reason she got the hug but like i said um i'm gonna follow up this case in the next podcast episode we're gonna talk a little about it we're gonna see you know what new developments have what new developments have has came out because man like i'm trying to hold it together talking about this case but a lot of it is tough but like i said Stay tuned next time. We're going to do a follow-up. I'm gonna, you know, we're going to see what else is going on, but rest in peace to Atatiana Jefferson. You know, prayers, love, wishes, and just I just hope we get justice, man, cuz I can't imagine being a family and you are forced to bury someone you love and someone you care about due to senseless violence. But especially when someone was not engaging in the activity to where their life should be taken. But thank you guys for tuning in to episode 15 of the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. I love you guys. Like I always say, hug your neighbor, hug those you care about, and let them know I love you. I don't care if you a man talking to another man you care about. It is okay to let them know I love you. You are my brother and I have your back. I love you guys. Stay safe.